1: Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lamont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lamont Williams and Jacob Greer. Welcome back to another week
2: of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm Lamont Williams, and my co-host is Jacob Greer. And the contact information to call in for the show is one 346 or you can email us at lemontwilliamsports at yahoo.com. Jacob, how was your weekend this morning? How, really- you know, just, how, was your, how was your week so far, man? I'm sorry about it's
0: that. Been, it's been a great week. Great weekend, a lot of basketball, and, uh, hey, just relaxing. Yeah, I, so far, man, been Been a tough week, but uh,
2: we're we're here now on the Voice America Sports Network to talk some sports, so I'm I'm good. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to debate and talk about well, we're going to talk about the 2009 NBA Hall of Fame inductees as well. Debate the 2009 NBA uh, MVP candidates. Uh, At the bottom of the hour, we're going to invite former Sam Houston State football player Jermaine Henderson. Uh, like I do each and every week, or like we do each and every week, we'll go around the league, around the NFL, talk about their headlines from last week and this week. First, Jacob, let's go ahead and recap this past weekend, Final Four, and uh, the national championship game.
0: Well, I tell you what, I was, I was, uh, you know, I'm, of course, my bracket pick won this 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 weekend, which was North Carolina with their eighty nine to seventy two win over Michigan State. You know, Michigan State got there by upsetting UConn, and I had actually picked UConn to get to the uh, championship game. But Michigan State played an excellent game, and you know they, they punched that ticket to get to the uh, championship. But they were just they were just totally overmatched uh, by North Carolina, and uh, it, it was just a great it was a great game. Yeah, but before we go into the championship game, let's go ahead and recap the Final Four, go ahead and set the stage
2: for the national championship, uh, starting with the North Carolina uh, Villanova game. Uh, my opinion, I, 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 I think that uh, North Carolina jumped on them early in Alton. It's kind of like big brother going against little brother. Uh, I, I think that North Carolina never gave never, never gave Villanova a chance to breathe from the beginning, and their
0: backcourt dominated. Yeah, well, North Carolina was just they, they just manhandled Villanova, and they were just a little bit too much for uh, for the Villanova Wildcats. Yeah, Villanova didn't
2: even show up to play. Uh I think their their game before that against I forgot the team they played, uh was their was their main main showcase and when they ended up playing North Carolina they ran out of energy and North Carolina with their NBA caliber players kinda dominated from the beginning.
0: Yeah, prior to them getting to North Carolina they played Pittsburgh and you know, they won on a last second shot but uh you could just tell that they were they were they were totally uh uh overmatched with uh, North Carolina.
2: Yeah, let's go ahead and move into the Michigan State and Connecticut game. Uh Michigan State outhustled Connecticut Jacob from from the beginning, man. Uh with the momentum they had with the hometown crowd, they pretty much jumped on them. Uh had a, a con- controlled tempo, solid play throughout the game and kind of dominated. I I expected I had uh Connecticut actually going to the finals with their big man uh Hakeem, I mean Hakeem, uh, to be I thought he was really going to dominate but uh, Michigan State, smaller big man I r- I ran them up and down the court uh with the fast
0: break points and, and they pretty much set the tempo early I, I definitely thought Yukon was a better team out, out of the uh Michigan State Yukon bracket uh it's just unfortunate to me Yukon didn't show up for that and and I don't know if the uh you know Michigan State plan in Michigan's you know, kinda like worked against UConn in their psyche, but uh they definitely did show up for that contest. Yeah. So that leads
2: us to the national championship Monday night. Carolina against Michigan State. Uh man, Carolina's been dominating this tournament since day one, man, since they since it kicked off. And man, it wasn't for me trying to prepare, become uh, a little bit more educated from the analyst standpoint. I was gonna turn the game off, Jacob, man. It, first ten minutes, the game was over.
0: Uh, I think uh Carolina was up by 21 points at the half. Hey, second, you know, second national title for uh Carolina and you know the last uh in the last uh seven final fours. Uh you know, you're talking about turning the game off. That was there was an actual drop in the ratings in terms of uh of of that contest. Yeah? yeah. I didn't even I didn't even check that
2: out. Uh I, man, I I was so busy trying to break down the game and, and learn uh, the X and O's of, from the basketball standpoint with me having this football background. Uh, I kind of lost interest in it. But then again, uh, man, it, it it wasn't what I expected. I thought that Spartans were going to ride off that momentum they had
0: uh, the previous game, and, and it, didn't, it didn't take place. Well, I think what happened is when Carolina jumped out to that 34-11 lead uh, I think uh, you did, you know, the same thing everybody else did, was which was, you know, either turn the TV off or started concentrating on, on something else. Uh, but in terms of that game, uh, the rating was 11.9, and that was a 7% drop from last year, which I think it was like 12.6 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But
2: at the end of the day, North Carolina dominated. Backcourt looked great. I think Ty Lawson had somewhere like 21 points eight steals, record eight steals. I think he broke a record. As a matter of fact, I heard that during the game, that he broke a record for eight steals. But I got a question for the listeners out there, Jacob. Uh, you can call in at 1-888-346-9143, or you can email us at Sports at com. Question, Jacob, for the audience, for the listeners and yourself, do you think the 2009 uh, Tar Heels was the best college team ever? If not, which, which college team,
0: in your opinion, is the best? I think this was the most talented team. Uh, you know, I like that, you know I, 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 you know, I like some of the other teams in the past, but in terms of just, you know, I like that James Worthy, Sam Perkin, Michael Jordan era, but in terms of collective talent on one floor at the same time, this team definitely matches up with some of those past teams.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of like uh, I like this team. I like this talent. I like the NBA caliber players they have from Tyler Hansborough to Ty Lawson. But I, my my favorite team has to be the '92 Duke. I think with Christian Laettner Grant Hill, uh, uh, Bobby Hurley, and all those guys, mm-hmm. I think collectively they they was they had a better better team uh, for college fit for college
0: basketball in that area that era in the early '90s. Well, you know what? I definitely can see Ty Lawson moving on into the NBA, and and Ellington probably moving on. My concern with North Carolina and Tyler Hansbrough is, and I think most of the NBA front office people are probably thinking this way too: is does he remind you, or is his game similar to that of Danny Ferry when you know when he was with Duke, where he you know he was this decorated college guy and he goes into the nba and his career doesn't pan out the way that most nba insiders was thinking now who are you reference to are you referencing to tyler hansborough or are you talk about uh i'm talking tyler. about tyler
2: tyler i think you know what Jacob. i actually think he's going to be decent in the nba i think with his work ethic and he's a and he's a bumper he likes to get down there and mix it up i think he's going to do well a lot of those guys like the Lakers and the danny ferry more finesse type of players but uh my biggest I really I really think uh Kyle Lawson is going to be a mediocre NBA player. He reminds me of some of uh Mateen Cleese from the Minnesota I'm not Minnesota from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not that quick. He's college quick, but he's not NBA quick. Uh he has a set shot type of jump shot, not a
0: not a jumper so uh, I want to see how he, he does this year in the uh in the NBA. I'm not saying I'm not saying Lawson is going to have you know is going to be this Hall of Fame guy in the NBA. He reminds me a little bit of a Mark Jackson type guy. You know, wasn't quick, but hey, get the job done. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, moving some uh finish
2: up this college headline. Uh, headlines. Blake Griffin, Jacob came out yesterday declaring himself uh eligible for the NBA draft. It's no brainer, man. This guy averaged like thirty double doubles school record this year. Uh my opinion, number one overall pick. But you know, uh uh I want to see how he develops his game. Uh, he he's dominant down low. He likes to dunk, likes to be aggressive, but I want to see him, you know, step out there and hit that 10-footer or 15-footer jump shot.
0: Hey, Lamont, let me tell you something. This guy has NBA success written all over him. I like Blake Griffin. I like the physical style that he possesses <laughs> when he plays under the goal. and I I I think he's going to have a great career in the NBA. Yeah, he's he's going to have he's going to have a great career in the He's going to make an a,
2: a impact right away when he gets to the NBA. But, I mean, besides Blake Griffin and Tyler Hansborough, I mean, this is a great time to come out the NBA draft. Who else are lottery picks coming out this year? I mean, yeah. the draft is going to be very weak. I mean, if you had a mediocre to an average year this year, or you made some kind of buzz in the newspaper, you're going to get picked up. So I, th- I think coming out of college, now they've got this new structure as far as guys can't come straight out of high school anymore. you got to go one year in college. I don't know, Jacob. Man, this in my opinion. This, this, where's the where's the talent level? You know, where's the no? Well, nobody's LeBron, but where's the talent level for these? You know, these lottery picks, these guys are gonna get these guaranteed contracts. I, I don't see it. I just see Blake Griffin. I see Tyler Hansberg, because he put in the work for four years. But besides that,
0: I mean, who else is gonna be a lottery pick? Well, you know, uh, DeJuan Blair of Pittsburgh. He, you know, he made it known today that he's gonna go ahead. And enter the uh, NBA NBA draft, yeah, I agree with you that the uh, talent pool may be a little bit short in terms of guys coming out of college. Uh, you know, one of the things that I would like to see the NCAA do is, and the NBA has changed that rule, and instead of letting guys come out one you know and out, I would like to see guys stay at least three years. you know if a college invests that much money in you, I think you should give something back to them. And uh, coming, you know, coming in, coming out after one or two years, I, I just don't think. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, I know you you're going to disagree. Hold on, hold
2: on, you said now when, when the college invests that much into you, it's a win-win situation, brother. I mean, it's a from a business standpoint, you got to look at look what Blake Griffin did for Oklahoma. I okay. understand what you're saying. I, right, for example, a couple of years ago, uh, Coach Sampson gave uh, Oklahoma a black eye for those uh, NCAA uh, infractions. And they bring in Jeff Capel, mm-hmm. Jeff Capel, uh, breathe life back into the program. Blake Griffin and and Taylor Griffin kind of take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're I, I I'm lost. No, I don't, I, no I, I'm I, lost. I see I see the players going more for the university than the university going for the
0: players. Because no, I, no, I agree with that part. Okay, okay. I agree with that part. But I think it's a little bit unfair to the to the season ticket holders and to the boosters and people like that.
2: Jacob, those I, boot, those guys got money, man. We not we not those boosters type of guys. They got money,
0: man. I mean, I, I just I would like to see that rule change just a little bit. Change to the point where guys spend a little bit more time in college before declaring themselves for the NBA. Yeah,
2: from from a father standpoint and a parent standpoint of getting an education. But I was always taught you can always come back with enough money. You can always buy your degree. So I ain't you know you donate enough money, you get your degree. So if if you hot, you hot. You got to go when you hot. You yeah. can't you can't say well. Let me. Well, if now if NCAA make a rule change for you to stay three years, I I respect that. If it's like the NFL, you got to be there at least three years mm-hmm. or redshirt sophomore. But in, NBA man is, I mean, get your money, man. Get in, get out, get your money. It's not it's not one of those things where uh, you need to stick there three years. Guys like Tyler Hansborough and these other guys stay for four years. Hey, kudos to those guys. But Blake Griffin. These dominant players like uh, Blake Griffin, what was a kid a couple years ago from uh, Texas, got in one year and got out. Carmelo Anthony got in one year and got out from uh, San- uh, Syracuse. Syracuse, right, right, right. What, what's the guard nope. that's playing for Memphis? Not Memphis. Uh, he's playing for uh, Memphis or somebody. No, uh, Tina transferred from Seattle. But anyway, we, we move on. Uh, uh, I think that it should stay the same, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't change it, man. All right, it's about that time for us to take a short break, Jacob. Uh, when we come back, we'll go around the NFL, talk about last week highlights as well as this week. Next on Next on the Outside of Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice American Sports Network.
3: To the pros. We, we, cover we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
4: Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. Spyunlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458 Nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh, uh, uh, uh! uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1 888 200 4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
0: The opening
1: kickoff is a beauty. It's a 5 ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neill. He's a at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds He's left, to left. You're Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back, Southside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice of America Sports Network. Jacob, we talked about last week about the Jay Cutler situation. I went out there on the record and said that I thought it was a bad business, I mean business decision, and I thought that Jay Cutler was getting uh, misled by his representation. But uh, last Thursday came out that, uh, well last Wednesday, the owner of the Broncos stated that he was seeking a trade for Jay Cutler, kind of he was moving forward with the situation, Last Thursday, Jay Culler was traded to the Bears. Man, when I first heard that, Jacob, I thought it was a great pickup for the Bears, great upgrade at quarterback, uh, great short-term fix for the 2000 season, 2009 season. I'm sorry. Uh, Bears pretty much, Jacob, runs a, a run-first, pass-second scheme, mm-hmm. and it matches, it matches what Jay Culler was doing uh, previously with Mike Shanahan, uh, Jay Culler with his strong arm. Has a real strong arm and uh, it will match the uh, the running back. What's the rookie running back, Matt Forte? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a great year last year and they kind of balanced out their defense and with their they always had a, sp- a strong special team. So uh,
0: I think that was a great pickup for the Bears. Absolutely, uh, you know Jay Cutler is the type of guy he's seasoned. He can come in and take over and uh, he's definitely going to have help Forte. And uh, you know, but it it was you know the Broncos got something out of that deal as well. I mean, when you get two first round picks, hey, that's 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 not bad. Yeah, but they gave up a lot, in my opinion, because they knew that teams within the division
2: was looking to grab them. I think Detroit and Minnesota was lobbying or lobbying for Jay Cutler, so they didn't want their division rivals or their division division opponents to grab them uh, first. But that clearly made them a 2009 contender when they when they grabbed uh, Jay Cutler in that trade. Uh, putting Jay Culler probably in my opinion, he's the best quarterback in the division. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we is still to, to
0: be determined. Whoa, oh, whoa. Whoa. You don't think he's better than Aaron Rodgers? I don't know, man. I really like Aaron Rodgers' game. Oh, this this, this, this the whole this whole this is why I
2: love having this show because now I got to educate you. Now you 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 think you think Aaron Rodgers is
0: better than Jay Culler? I didn't say he was better. I didn't say he was better. But I like the way Aaron Rodgers came in and took over for for for, for Brad, and uh, I mean, to me, you know, he was consistent, and that's what you're looking for. Now, but, but Jacob, how was he? But, if, wait, let me okay, let okay, me finish. Okay. The Bears, to me, are a running team. Yes, I agree. With okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So now. It's going to take them some time to make the adjustment now that they have a passing quarterback. They're going to have to figure no, out, okay, no, no, are no, we no. going to continue to be a running team or are we going to throw the ball now? Oh, the Bears? But you didn't hear what I said earlier. The Bears, he's hes hes
2: basically moving from the same scheme that he had with Mike Shannon here Mike Shanahan had a scheme in, in the Broncos back to when Terrell Davis. I mean, Terrell da- uh, Davis played mm-hmm. running back when I they agree. won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You can plug any running back in that system, and he ran over a thousand yards. Okay. His system was run first, throw second, throw second. Right. Bears' system is under Lovey Smith is run first, pass second. Mm-hmm. It allows Matt Forte. Uh, they what was that guy uh, Benson that they drafted a couple mm-hmm. years Cedric ago? Cedric Benson. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they went to the Super Bowl in two thousand? and they play Indianapolis, they had a combination between Thomas Jones mm-hmm. and Cedric Benson. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, they have run-first mentality. He just basically moved from one scheme to the other. He's a hometown kid. He's I think he grew up outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going from it's, – it's a perfect fit. He's going from Denver where it's uh, 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 cold winters,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, real bad uh, winters and be, real bad uh, weather, same as in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Man, all around a good pick. I just think that he needs to get in there early in often. He needs to rally the troops and get there because uh, one thing about the league and starting over, you, you get a clean slate. Mm-hmm. So he's starting over in Chicago. I just think right away with their soft schedule, their 2009 schedule, which is not that hard like it was last year, Right, it clearly put them as a contender. In my opinion – go deep in the playoffs. Now, I can't say it's to the, I haven't I haven't decided yet to see if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but what I can say they will make it I say they will commit, they will make it deep in the playoffs. Okay. Okay, uh, I'll wait and but, I'll wait for that. But again, they did and and they put all the right pieces together. But now they they don't have a great uh receiving core. They mm-hmm. they moved um, uh uh Devin Hessner to receiver last year. So mm-hmm. that's still the jury's still out on that, but they signed uh, former Pro Bowler Orlando Pace. Okay. Now, Orlando, a little bit about Orlando, former Pro Bowler Pro, uh, with the uh, with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Same with Rams. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how, you know, how he do uh, how he does this year because he was coming back from some injuries. But we'll see. We'll see.
0: Well, I definitely think that that the Bears kind of like solidified that left side with Orlando Pace. I do agree with you. The res- the receiving core is a little bit suspect. And you know, hey, now that they have a quarterback, maybe that receiving core is going to step up as well. And you're right, maybe the Bears are going to get to the playoffs. But until, until, I'm staying with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Oh man,
2: I, I, I put my money on on the body of work that Jay Cutler put in so far. He didn't make, he haven't made, he haven't won in the playoffs. Eighteen twenty, I think, as a starter. But so far, the talent level. And, and and what what he has done so far in the field, I put my money on Jake Heller. And plus, my man, Pat, Pat Hamilton, is the quarterback coach over there. He used to be my offensive coordinator at Howard, so he's going to get him right. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and roll over into this Plex Gobert thing that uh, came out last week. Plex got cut by the Giants. <clears throat> now, you know, Jake, I'm going to be a little biased about Plex, and we're going to talk a little bit later about Vick. Mm-hmm. All these are my you know my hometown boys I grew up with. You know, Plex was a senior in high school. I was a freshman. Vic and him came out in the same class. So I'm going to try to be lopsided and biased, but Giants released Plex last week due to the fact that they rescheduled. In my opinion, they rescheduled his his uh, court hearing. Mm-hmm. Now, give a little backdrop to the listeners out there, Plex Burr, you know, had a you know, case of uh, he was dogged by fines and suspensions last year. Uh, late in November, he ended up shooting himself in the thigh. Which is my opinion is stupid, mm-hmm. but you got to understand the situation. I know Plex. Mm-hmm. Plex, you know, he he been you know in situations where he almost been robbed and and things of that nature. So uh, I can understand why toting a gun into a club it, to an average person that's you know seems crazy. But knowing him personally, I can see why uh, he would tote a gun. But man, this Plex is a playmaker, man. <clears throat> the, the Giants, the Giants set themselves up now. Mediocre. I mean, they just set themselves up to be media. I mean, be average at wide receiver next year. Okay. I mean, a guy like Plex. I think he had somewhere like over 300 catches, somewhere over like 3,000 yards. But then it comes back to the business side. I can understand it's a business at the end of the day. He got a new deal in September, a uh, five-year deal, I guess, for 35 million, and they didn't want that lingering into the new year. So I can understand why they let him go.
0: Well, you know. I agree with you regarding the guns in terms of NFL players. And, you know, I've been around you, we've been to Super Bowls, and I've seen how people interact when those guys come around. So I agree. I think they, they should protect themselves. But you also have to know the law when you're carrying that gun. And uh, it's my understanding that he knew the, you know, he knew the law in New York. And he broke that law. So, hey, this is a situation where I think the Giants are saying to themselves, we're not sure what's going to happen to him, but we don't want it to be a distraction, so we're just going to let him go.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, Plex and Larry Johnson as well as uh, um, Larry Johnson had a grievance that came out last week about their bonus money. And, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a back the player on this because anytime, I mean, let's set the record straight for people that's out there, the listeners that really don't know. In a, like any other uh, major league or major professional league out there, the NFL contracts are not guaranteed. So when you see guys like uh, Albert, Albert Haynesworth, uh, Ray Lewis, these guys get new deals, uh, Jeff Garcia, Kellen Winslow just signed a new deal the other day, man, they got to get their money because I think the lifespan in the NFL is 3.5 years. So with that being said, with the contracts not being guaranteed, <clears throat> uh, it, re- it was reported last week that uh, – John tried to pull one over on, on Plex. They they tried, his, uh, they tried to withhold his uh they try to withhold his uh bonus money. Mm-hmm. I Think he's somewhere getting paid a million dollars. Uh, due to, they said that he violated team rules? But I, I, at the end of the day, the
0: uh, arbitrator
2: ruled it in in
0: Plex' favor, but he didn't do the same for for Larry Johnson. And, and and that's where my question come in. How can you rule in favor of one guy and not give the other guy his money? All right, let me educate you because.
2: Flex was suspended by the team. Larry Johnson was suspended by the commissioner. It's a difference. The team handled their their fine in house. Now I don't I don't know exactly the numbers how much he was fined, but Larry Johnson was fined was suspended from the league by the commissioner. So in business, that's a breach of contract. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know the terms and conditions in his contract, but from what I read and from what I heard. And the little experience that I know, he breached his contract for, I think, for some incident that he had in some clubs with some females. And that's that's irrelevant. But I can see how the arbitrator can rule out Larry Johnson's bonus money in favor of Plexico uh, for for that simple reason. Mm -hmm. But coming up, uh, I have... uh, Invited uh, Jermaine, form, I mean, former Sam Houston State football player Jermaine Henderson to kind of discuss us, uh, come and discuss some football with us, as well as talk about his transition from sports to business. Uh, next, on the, next on the outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network.
1: It's left, to left i don't care where they put them. This one is out of here
3: from high school to the pros we we cover everything, cover everything. let your voice be heard voice america sports
4: Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it. So call us right now. 888-459-4825. 888-459. 594825 Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you are self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825 888-459-4825 888-459-4825 Home office Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops. And I thank you.
3: Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports.
1: You're outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice of America Sports Network. And Jacob, uh, I-, I got a guy coming on right now in this segment. I invited a guy, uh, former Sam Houston State, former uh, football player, a good friend of mine for the last two to three years. Uh, his name is Jermaine Henderson. Jermaine Henderson, welcome to Outside the Huddle. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's going gravy over here. We just debating some stuff. Jermaine, uh, before we get started, Tell the listeners out there a little bit about your sports background. Okay, well, um, I played football at Sam Houston State from
5: uh, 1997 to 2001. Uh, Former standout receiver, I was pretty decent. I had a chance to, uh, you know, pursue a professional career, and uh,
2: things didn't work out.
5: And, you know, now I'm, I'm working at corporate America, so... Yeah, um,
2: and uh, same here. We all work in corporate America, trying to stay uh, keep our head above water. Definitely, but, definitely. Hey, before before we went to the break, uh, Jacob and I was talking a little bit about uh, NFL players and off-field troubles. Uh, we was debating, we had a little discussion about Plexico and mm-hmm. Larry Johnson's bonus and and things of that nature. Dante Starwood was going to try to tap in this segment, but uh, in your opinion. Uh, uh, give me, uh, what's your take on the NFL players getting into the off field trouble uh, this past season or in this year so far? Man, it's, I know after
5: the season, the guys, you know, you're in the off season and, you know, it's kind of time to, you know, let down your hair and relax and you, you want to go party and you have your guys, you know, from your hometown or boys you went to school with and y'all they all want to go out and go party and have a good time. But just now, this day and age with the way things are going, it's, they're almost. Put, setting themselves up for you know for some negative to happen by being out in the spotlight because you don't know who in that club or whatever setting that they're in if those guys have bad intentions and and you know if the economy bad now a lot of guys they, you know they're not eating and they're not making money so they looking for a, a quick come up you know whether it's you know robbing or jacking or, 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 or doing whatever to these NFL players and they're out wearing jewelry and they're in nice cars so. People are envious of that, and they said, "I guess they're looking at it." Well, you know, he got—he has a lot of money, so he got a couple million in the bank. And if, you know, if we—if we—if we take his jewelry, or you know, we take—we jack his car, he's not gonna miss it. But you know, I, me personally, I think these guys should—you know—they they should just stay at just stay at home, bring the party to you. I'm sure they have nice, you know, luxurious—you uh, know—homes. You know, homes, you know it, it, have a house party. You know, they got swimming pools and all the stuff mm-hmm. in the house. And you know, just bring the party to you. You're you better off staying at home. That's just my opinion. I mean, because anything could just anything could happen. Yeah, anything yeah. could happen. So
2: I, I'm talking with with former Sam Houston State wide receiver Jermaine Henderson. Jermaine, you you're a former wide receiver, uh, college wide receiver. Uh, give me a, what, what you think, Michael Crabbs, would do this year, even though he didn't he didn't work out for scouts uh, leading into the draft.
5: Well, I mean, I watched that, that young man down at, uh, at Texas Tech, and I think he has all the tools. Uh, the tools to be a uh, exciting receiver to come in and actually uh, be a uh, a big playmaker this season and uh, and come in and contribute right away. His route running is, is exceptional. Uh, he has a former uh, a basketball background, so his footwork. I watched the way he run his routes. It's like he's out there doing and one move the and one moves out there. Getting open on these DBs, but you know it's a big jump from the uh, from the college level to the NFL. He's going to be playing against you know defensive backs that you know that can flat out run, they can they bump and run, they can do it all. So you know, it, it, like we always when we, when we talk, it's, it's based on potential. So we'll see when he gets there. But I definitely think he he can come in and, and 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 contribute right away.
2: Yeah, I got him down as a wild card pick this year due to the fact he's injured and. Be honest with you, Jermaine. I really haven't seen the speed. I want to see right. what he do. I mean, forty-yard dash doesn't really mean anything in right. the long run. But sometimes it's just, it, it, I get excited to see guys line up there and see what they really can clock. Exactly. Um, so he,
5: he it'll be, if he can tote those pads, you know, it's, he, he, he he seemed decent, uh, you know, out there Big Twelve. You know, there was some some stout defenses in the Big Twelve. But like I say, it's, it's still a wild card. Like you said, it's, it's yet to be seen. He's gonna have to go prove himself you know, on on the next level with
0: the big boys. Well, Jermaine, you know what, man? I actually have him going like somewhere around eighth. Mm-hmm. If you look at the first six or seven teams, I think they're all going to go, uh, you know, maybe defense. Except that first pick, which is Detroit. Right. Uh, they, they may be looking back. for a quarterback. But I actually got Crabtree going, you know, going to Jacksonville since Jacksonville lost a wide receiver. What do you think about that? And what do you think about the Detroit Lions? What do you think it's going to take to turn that team around in Motown?
5: Man, the, the start first starting off with the Detroit Lions, they you say they they definitely have to have a, a leader up under the helm, uh, the quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Stafford mm-hmm. from uh, from Georgia, uh, or the guy from USC. I mean, it's going to be a toss up with those guys. You just never know. You know, putting uh, you know, the, franchise, the you know the franchise you uh, know franchise on the back of a uh, of rookie quarterback, so they're going to have to give him time to develop unless he comes out like the guy from the Falcons. And come out and have a you know uh, an awesome year and and turn things around. But they, I think they just got a lot. It start, it's start. going to start from management all the way down. You know to to the punter. They're going to have to just regroup and hopefully they can get some players. You know some players in place and you know with, in the draft and you know with free agency. They just got a long way to go. I don't see them them doing anything special. They won't be a falcon. You know do
2: have a turnaround like the Falcons did. Yeah. So. Well, Jermaine. Uh... Before I let you go, I got one more question for you. When I when I came up with the concept of of, of of having my own radio show outside the huddle, one thing I had in mind is kind of having guys come on like yourself and other guys in the near future to kind of talk about their sport. You know, I have a motto called sports plus business Equals as well. Sure. Um, kind of, you know, have these guys come on, active or former players, talk about their transition. Tell me a little bit about your transition from from when you were done playing sports uh, now that you're in the corporate America.
5: Man, I, ain't gonna, I, I can't even sit here and lie to you guys. Uh, at first, I was depressed because you know doing something you've been doing since grade school all your life, and then that you know that last play, you know, it, it just just felt like that the, the life was taken out of me. And it took me a little while. I went through a, a stage of you know a little stage of depression. I mean, you know, I tried to pursue my career after college, of course, and you know things didn't work out. But I was able to leave the game knowing that I was good enough to play in the NFL. So that's how I can sleep at night. I don't have any regrets. Um, but I made the transition. Uh, it was it was it went smooth. I went into uh, into um, into to fit, I mean to uh, personal training for Twenty Four hour Fitness. So I was kind of working around sports, and my whole deal. I wanted to uh, uh, get get back into strength and conditioning, working with younger athletes and preparing them. Uh, you know, for the next level, getting into college. You know, the mistakes that I made, stuff I could have done better at the combine and uh, at my pro day. Uh, I feel like I, I can, you know, that knowledge I could uh, pass on to some, to some young, young men, and and make sure they're prepared for the next level. But you know, it, it, it was, it was a struggle, you know, because that's all I knew was, you know, getting up, playing football on Saturday. I always, my, my days were, you know, were pretty much, uh, were scripted, class and football. Saturday, Saturday games on, you know, the football games on Saturdays, so. Uh, now, um, in mean,
2: corporate America, it's a uh, it's a totally different grind. Yeah. Now, do you do you think those intangibles that was able that you was able to have on the field allowed you to you know be successful now in in, in corporate America as far as uh being being on time and and taking that work ethic from the field to the to the, to the business world? Oh yeah, definitely. College
5: uh, football, college definitely prepared me for you know for the, for the work for the workforce. I mean because if you when you look at it month uh what 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 was our day? like you had to get up at six in the morning you know get a workout in me, uh film meetings, then you had to go to class and you had, after class you had to find time to eat and you know then it was practice and then tutorials or whatever, and then it's the same thing it's the same thing here in the in the workforce get up in the morning you know you know get ready you had to you know we have meetings early in the morning and then you got clients that you know the meeting went throughout the day, so it definitely taught me how to prioritize and uh you know uh, that, that work ethic. You know, uh, and I still, you know, I transfer that, everything I learned. You know, it, it basically prepared me for life. I'll, I'll say that. You wow. know, playing sports It prepared me for, you know, for the next for the next chapter. I didn't know it then, but now that I'm, I'm actually working in in corporate America, I look back and I use a lot of those tools and a lot of things I learned. You know, playing sports. You know, and, you know, in uh, in corporate America now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, you, you know. You're my man, 50 grand. I appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. Love, yes, sir. Man. Yeah, wish uh, much success to you, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm trying to get into the sports media side of things. So, I'm excited about some things I got going on this year. So, uh, man, we, we definitely stay in touch. And uh, definitely. I appreciate you definitely. coming on showing some love. That's that's definitely, definitely. Thank you, guys, for having me. Man. Anytime, y'all, you
5: know, uh, I'd love to be a guest on any time. Just, you know, give me a holler, give me a shout.
0: Thanks a lot, Jermaine.
5: All right,
2: Jacob. Talk to you later, man. All right, brother. Y'all take care. Jacob, uh, um uh, Let's go ahead and roll into this Dante Starworth DUI manslaughter charge. Uh first let me go ahead and send my condolences to the to the uh pedestrian that was hit. Uh, I know uh his family's going through a tough time right now, but uh, uh but as far as Dante Starworth, uh I and I I th- I think he's done. I think he's done at least for this year, uh depending on when his trial and, and it's, I think it's is a little bit later this month, he's going a plea not guilty, but uh, man, he's facing, like, 15 years in, in the penitentiary.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it, it was really nice to see him, you know, send out condolences to the family, and I'm sure he's feeling really bad about, you know, his uh, his situation. But, yeah, man, I, I, I agree. I think he's done for a couple of years. Uh, you know, as uh, his, 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 my understanding, his arraignment is on April the 23rd, so uh, it, it, I think he's going to, you know, enter a plea of not guilty, but <laughs> yeah, but my, here,
2: here's the thing with me, man.
0: I, you know, a
2: man's gonna be a man, and you know, you can't tell a man what to do and, and how to do it. But uh, if you check his history, man, is you know, he had previous uh, substance abuse incidents with throughout the league, and I know it's a business, and I know guys, you know, grinding and trying to make plays to be successful. But I mean, where, where? I guess I'm trying to figure out where's where's his his crew, or somebody to you know pull him to the side. That that one mentor that can say, "Hey man, you need to, you need to slow down, and, and and you need to get some help." Because now look at him, he's gonna mess around, and lose his his roster bonus that he got the day before the incident. But uh, we got 30 seconds before we roll in. I think I hear the music playing, so it's about that time to take a short break. We'll come back, wrap up round the NFL as well as debate about this year's uh, 2009 NBA MVP. On Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network.
1: But 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
3: From high school to the pros, we, we, cover we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What's it
2: like?
4: What's it like?
5: It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same.
4: Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
3: Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks show right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: You're Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the
2: Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, as we try to wrap up this uh, going around the NFL, let's go ahead and hit on this. Uh, since we're in the month of April, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about the 2009 draft. Uh, let's play a little game that I call stock up, stock down, as well as with some wild card picks. Uh, my stock up, going ahead into the draft, uh, my top three guys, Aaron Carey, Aaron Curry, uh, you know, I love outside linebackers. Uh, one thing I like about him, he has great, great outside linebacker size. He's quick and he's fast. Uh, Matt Stafford, quarterback out of Georgia, leader, strong arm, smart guy. I think he scored like 30-something, 38 on the one lick test. Uh, my last guy with stock up is Percy Harvin. Harvey, Harvin, I'm sorry about that, wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, his speed, with his speed and uh, vers- versatility and as well as a playmaker, uh make some uh my opinion a guy with stock up. Now my stock down guys, uh B J Raji, uh previous drug history came out that he tested positive. That was a no no going into the draft. Uh, Andre Smith, old tackle out of Alabama, negative body, uh body of work, leaving the combine. And uh this is gonna shock you right here. Hakeem Nick <laughs> wide receiver out of North Carolina. The reason why I say he's down because uh, he's got great size as a wide receiver, but it's questionable as far as uh, with his deep speed. But uh, uh, that's still to be determined. My wild card picks, Michael Crabtree, I stated earlier, uh, got injured. So we really couldn't see how he was going to test. I really wanted to see how his speed was going to play out uh, when he lined up for the 40. And uh, my last wild card pick for this draft is Pat White. Uh, he's a tweener. He's a tweener. That's why we call it a tweener. He you don't know if he's going to be a quarterback or a receiver, which can be an asset if he goes to the right scheme and the right program, or program. Sorry, right, uh, right team. Uh, so those with, with those two guys are my wild card pick.
0: Okay, I, I would agree with some of what you said. Uh, uh, the three guys that I really like, and I think has the most upside, of course, is uh, Matthew Stafford. And uh, you know, like you said, he's a pretty smart guy, strong arm, and I really like his game. I like Jeremy Macklin with uh Missouri wide receiver. I think he has a lot of uh upside to to you know to him, so I think he's gonna do uh really, really well. And, you know, a lot of people are not giving this guy a lot of uh a lot of positive statements, but I really like Mark Sanchez, uh, you know, quarterback from uh, USC. I think he's gonna fit really well, and I'm going to put him in Denver. What? I, I know he's going to – I'm telling you. Mark hasn't – okay, explain to me how he's going to end up in Denver. I'm telling you. Denver is going to pick a quarterback. And just in case uh, Orton doesn't work out, nah, I think I they're going to pick a quarterback. I don't, I don't think so. I think what they have in place and the way
2: uh, Josh McDaniels, the, court, the new coach there, thinks he thinks he, with the coming from the Bill Belichick uh, – uh, uh, he thinks that he can plug in any quarterback into that system and it's going to work. So I think what what the new uh, was making that trade last week with Orton and picking up in the, uh this offseason Chris Sims. I think he's he's go ahead and going to lock those guys in this year. So I I don't think they're going to go with the uh, what a with an offensive player for the draft. But I think they need to in, improve that that horrible defense. <laughs> Defense is is, is is not that great, and I think they will go with a defensive pick.
0: Now, now I understand Raji with the uh, drug and steroid uh, uh, issue. It was just, it was, just, it was just drugs, marijuana. Okay, drugs. You don't think that guy's going to be a good defensive player, and you think it's going to affect where he goes in the draft because of that issue? Listen, the, the, okay,
2: the, okay.
0: This this is the thing, Jacob. Now that he's, I mean,
2: talent level is, is not a question. He, he has talent. He's, he. I think he sat out. Uh, he actually sat out his junior year due to academic uh, uh, issues at, at Boston College. So he came back and had a strong season senior year, put up big numbers, was able to do uh, He did well, well. He did very well in the uh, one-on-one workouts as well as in the Indianapolis Combine workout. With that being said, he hurt himself, in my opinion. If you check the history, he hurt himself. When he you know, it's still is still alleged that he tested positive for marijuana, and what's that word you just used? Alleged. Okay, there you yeah. go. I mean, that's that's the key word. But look at go back and check the history. You see, with Warren Sapp, I think back in '95, his stock dropped. He was drafted, I think, like the 12th pick, but he still his, his stock dropped because it, it was it was leaked or it was reported that he had drug issue. I mean, look at the way the league is. You know, commission is trying to clean up stuff with this new player policy. I mean player conduct policy and stuff, I mean, he's going to get drafted. Don't get me wrong. He's going to get drafted, and he's going to be able to – I mean, I, I hope that he does well in the NFL. But right now, in this stage, he hurt himself. He hurt himself, and now he's got his, – his representation got to do damage control to try to rebuild his image.
0: Okay, two things you said, alleged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second, now the league hasn't issued anything regarding his test. Yeah, but nor have hold on. Okay, nor have any of the member clubs released anything regarding his drug test. But okay, go ahead. ahead. So now, if I'm a owner and the league hasn't said anything, yeah, but the league doesn't. The league.
2: uh, Let me let me think back. The league, from what I can remember, and I didn't go to Indianapolis for the combine. I had individual workouts at the facility and at my school. So, but from guys that I know that went to Indianapolis. I want to say that the people that issued the one elictus, the test and the drug test sample, I mean, drug test is all third party. I think they're contracted by another company. So the league brings these guys, these contractors or vendors in to perform these tests. So, he, yeah, he probably, on his personal workouts, when he went to an individual visit, he probably
3: you
2: know, took a drug sample, and I you know, still to be determined. But his results came back. As well as other guys' results came back that tested positive, and he's the marquee guy on that list. So I mean, he, 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 you just That's can't. That's a bonehead. That's a bonehead. That was a bonehead play on his on his on this on his uh, behalf, and it's going to cost him. It's going to cost him some money. He's going to get drafted, and like I said, I hope he does well in the NFL. But it's going to cost him. He might drop a couple of slots. But it's going to cost him about two or three million dollars. That's why you're the NFL guy. So, let's go ahead and move into the. Um, uh, you know, came out this week, Jacob, that uh, NBA uh, 2009 Hall of Fame inductees, uh, headliners, no other than your boy, or our, everybody's guy, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, David Robertson was on that list, John Stockton, Coach Sloan from the Utah Jazz, Jerry Sloan, I'm sorry, and Rutgers coach uh, Villian Stringer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Jacob, oh, man, it's time for us to almost
0: go, but. Go ahead and touch in real quick about some things you got on, on the inductees. Let's hey, out here. Hey, great class going in. John Stockton, one of the best assist people to ever play the game. You know, David Robinson, uh, Jerry Sloan, probably one of the best coaches in the NBA, and of course Michael Jordan and Stringer, great yeah. college career. Hey, I want to
2: thank you all for listening to the Outside the Huddle with my Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice American Sports Network. Until we meet again, have a blessed week. And remember, sports plus business equals wealth.
1: Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.